Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Brewerly Talks Hockey Podcast in episode 39. It's the season preview show, so we're going to bring our season predictions. Later in the show, you're going to see best forward group in each division, best decor, best goalie core, and of course, the rankings. So how are you doing today, Matthew? Doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've been studying for this, so hopefully I don't see, sound like an idiot and people don't get mad at my takes like they did on TikTok. So <laughs> let's get right into this here. All right. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so up with the East Division, the sorry, the Mass Mutual East Division. Actually, you know, Ooh. before we get into that, we got the um, like it was announced a couple of few days ago over that mm-hmm. uh, the NHL divisions are going to be sponsored by specific by specific companies. The Scotia North Division, we got the Honda West Division, the Discover Central, and the Mass Mutual East. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we talked about this before, but I think that if it lets the that NHL keep going, and if it can raise the salary cap, if they can get more revenue, I'm all for it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept this going. I'd be fine with it if they kept it going for the next couple of years, even until the cap goes up. But you being a Leafs fan, you should want the cap to go up, so you should like this. I do like this, but and if well, I am kind of opposed to it because like I'm, I'm more of an old school hockey fan. Like I love, I, I love the fights, I love the the hard hits, I love the like the old the old school aspect of the game, like. I'm, I'm the I'm the hockey historian on the show, and I hate when they change a system that worked for over 100 years. But if it were, but yeah, yeah. Like said, if it were to if it were to increase the cap, if it were to be, if it if it would mean that the Leafs could keep that disgusting team together for a long time, then I'm more than happy to suffer through that a little bit. My biggest fear though is like I just don't want it to turn into what that what they have in like the KHL, in the Spengler Cup, and and like just European hockey where they have where it's basically about like a soccer team where they have the entire jersey full of crap. Like you got the main sponsor, then you got your little crest here. Uh, they have they have little like crap everywhere. Like I'm never gonna forget what going to like the first time I saw an Arsenal jersey. Like it's at Fly Emirates right here, and then had the Arsenal logo on the like on the uh, on the heart, like tiny, you could barely see it. So I'm like, okay, so like this team, like I was literally calling Arsenal Fly Emirates for about three years, and then I realized. Like, <laughs> But yeah, so that's my biggest. Yeah, there. You're gonna lose a lot of people. So uh, we're gonna start with the East Division and Boston Bruins, my arch nemesis. <laughs> well, with the Boston Bruins, I think they got a lot better in the off season. I hope Pasternak will get better. Uh, Jack Studnika should be able to make it in. Uh, losing Krug was a big loss, but they still got Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, Craig Smith was a good signing. Like they got a really good forward core. I'm just interested to see how Rask plays in that locker room since he left the bubble. I know it was kind of like family issues, but still, I feel like this team won't be. They might be accepting. Like I'd see how it goes. I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I see with, uh, with a guy like Rask, he's been around forever. He's had success with the team. He's like, yeah, yeah. Although he has like mixed responses from from Boston fans, he's still he's still been their starting goalie for for what is it? When did Tim Thomas leave? 2013. Yeah, it's been seven years now. With Rask being starting goalie, he'll be he'll be welcome back. Personally, I disagree with you though. I do not think they got better. I think Krug's I think Krug's a big loss. I think Chara is a is a huge loss for the in the locker room. I think they should have found a way to keep him, especially with him going to with him going to Washington, a division rival, this, at least this year as a division rival in the new uh, East Division. Like they didn't do as well in the offseason as they should have, as some people expect expected them to. Like, I think they're going to be faltering more this season. And Yeah, but here's the thing with the locker room, though. They still got they still got uh, Bergeron. They still got Krejci. They still got Marchand. I'd love to see a Toronto-Boston Stanley Cup final. 
That'd be good because it can happen this year. All right. So the Buffalo Sabres, they've made some major acquisitions this summer with uh, acquiring the likes of Taylor Hall, Eric Stahl, and recently signing Riley Shahan after Zegmas Gergensen went down. I hope I'm saying that name right. Went down with yeah. him. What are your thoughts on this team? Well, here's the thing. They also got Cousins coming back from the World Juniors, and he lit it up at that World Junior. So he's going to be playing top six minutes probably, which will push a guy like Reinhardt. And Skinner's on the third line right now, or fourth line. Is he, is he playing fourth line right now? I'm pretty sure it was fourth line in camp. But it might be third, too. Faceoff has him uh, playing third line with Curtis Lazar and Riley Shahan. Okay, I think that's what it is. And first line is Hall, Eichel, and Thompson? Yep. So that's what it is. Second line, Olsen, Stahl, Reinhardt. Yeah, that's, I think Reinhardt will be replaced by Cousins. Um, yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Because I think Reinhardt needs to prove himself. And I think Cousins already has proved himself at the World Juniors. He looked really good. I'd love to see him play more this season. I think he could he could all honestly make that run for the Calder. I mean, he's no he's no Lafreniere or Kaprizov, but he's he's close. Maybe he can help Buffalo. They're in the hardest division. Yeah, when I was coming up my rankings, it was one of the hardest things I've tried doing, trying to get uh, all these divisions, trying to get all these great teams in uh, and rank them. Yeah, I feel like the obvious top bottom two though are always New Jersey and Buffalo. I can feel bad for Buffalo. In the old Atlantic, they might have been able to squeeze into the, the wild card. I but just, I don't know, Metro stuff. Like, this is – the league getting tougher and tougher every year. That's what they're going for. That was, that's what uh, Gary Bettman's going for with this, with this cap, with the revenue sharing. He wants parity in the league. He doesn't want any – he doesn't want anybody being, like, being, like, bottom of the league for years. Yeah. He, want, he, want, he wants to go through a cycle, a five-year cycle, uh, or however many-year cycle of – Okay, we're gonna be rebuilding for five years. We're gonna be insane for five for five years. We're gonna be really rebuilding five years, insane for five years. He wants to mm-hmm. like the cycle, so everybody gets an equal amount of success and an equal amount of failures. Uh, personally, I really like Buffalo's team. I think mm-hmm. Taylor, Me I too. Taylor Hall at six and a half on a one-year deal was a complete steal. Uh, the Eric Stolfer, it was Eric Stolfer and Marcus Johansson, was it not? It was one for one, yeah. I like Eric. I like Eric Stolfer as a uh, as a second line center, even third line if he has to be. Veteran, pre- veteran presence. He's got a. He has a track record of success, though it was a while ago. He, he can still. Pre- he can still perform. He can still perform pr- fairly well. I think. I think their biggest problem is going to be at the bottom of the lineup with guy with a guy like Kyle Kozu, who who I'm pretty sure is still making six and a half, seven a year. Yeah, he was good when he first came, but it, he's been pretty bad ever since. He also, but he has also dealt with some injury problems, so I don't blame him. True, but. Yeah. Here's one thing that we aren't talking about at Buffalo is their decor. I actually, I'm actually really liking their decor. I hope Ristolainen can play well. He's been playing. He's had a couple off years, but if he can get back to his former self, you got Darlene, Ristolainen, Colin Miller, Brandon Montour, Henry Yokoharju. Like they got a pretty good decor. Yeah, that's another. That, I was just about to get into that. I really like their decor. But with Buffalo, the one thing that they're that they, they are going to falter with is the goaltending situation. I honestly, I. I don't have much faith in Linus Allmark and Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton has been a stable backup goalie, but I do not think Allmark will be able to succeed. Saying, just... that, saying that, I do have them at – I do have them at number – finishing fifth in the division this year. Oh, wow. That's a hot take. That's a really hot take. And I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because I have, because I have Jeff Skinner on my fantasy team. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into New Jersey here. So – uh, New Jersey, they signed Sammy Vatanen back after they traded him at the deadline. They didn't really get anything at the deadline for him. They got Yanni Kokinen, 
Hopefully, Hughes can bounce back because he had a horrible rookie season. Crawford just retired like an hour before we started recording this. So, what are your thoughts on the Devils' whole situation? Uh, they're young, and they're gonna be they're gonna be an interest they're gonna be an interesting team to play against. I see I see these players. I see Johnson. I see I see Zaka. I see guys like like Jesper Bodfest or however you pronounce that name. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they're gonna be a fast team. I think they're gonna be a tough team to play against. Uh, as a Leaf fan, uh, Devils fans watching, Andreas Janssen, enjoy him. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. He was a pleasure to watch. He's fast. He's tenacious. He just couldn't provide enough value for his three million dollar contract on that team. He mm-hmm. was a great, he was a great player, but we just couldn't afford him. So enjoy him. And if you guys have, and uh, if you guys have anything on uh, Joey Anderson, please you uh, please uh, send us a DM on our social media pages because I would love to hear what you, what your thoughts are on Joey Anderson coming. But in, that, in terms of that, I like Travis, Travis Zajac. Um, I like him as a veteran presence. I do not think he should be second line center. He's a little bit too far far gone. Last year of a con, last year of his contract, I think it was actually a pretty substantial contract, if I'm not mistaken. Like on last year of last year of a contract, maybe he comes back to uh, finish off the last few years of his career in uh, Winnipeg. You never know. Uh, but yeah, also, so I, I like guys like Miles Wood. Miles Wood, tenacious guy, tough guy, tough to play against. Zaka, he's. I think he's gonna get even better as the year progresses. On defense, Ryan Murray was a steal, a steal pickup. I think it was. I think it was only a third. Oh, round. I forgot about that. PK Subban, he had a terrible year this past year, but I think it's PK Subban. I think he's prime for a rebound. Um, I wonder, but I do. One thing I do wonder about is, and I'm not spec. I'm not trying to start rumors here, but after his uh, his split from fiance Lindsay Vaughn, I was gonna say I wonder, that. I wonder how his mental state's gonna be. David Severson, like well, highly regarded defenseman around the league. Uh, I remember around, around the trade deadline this past season, uh, multiple teams were going in after him for uh, a stopgap option. Uh, Will Butcher hasn't lived up to the exp- to expectations from what I've seen, from what I've seen and what I've read. But whatever for a third pairing option and Sammy Vatanen, you know, you guys, you guys know what you're gonna get. Uh, serviceable third pairing option able to jump up on, on some nights when uh, I think he's a top four guy for sure like he's in a he's a great second pairing defenseman and in that Mackenzie Blackwood we'll see what happens with that we'll see what happens with that and um, I think they're gonna go like they have, right now daily faceoff has Scott Wedgwood as the back goalie I think they're gonna go and sign someone else I if I had to make a prediction I'd say Jimmy Howard's gonna be a double that's a good pick. Also, we didn't talk about Nikita Gusev. He hasn't signed his contract yet, but he's also a very serviceable top six guy for the Devils. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do. If he can get signed, seems like a good guy, good locker room guy. Yeah, completely forgot about Gusev. So what are your thoughts? Uh, he can shoot. He's like a – he has scoring instincts. Like, he should play well with – they probably will put him on the top line with – First line as Hugh, Hughes in, in the middle with Kyle Palmieri on the right and Gusev on the left. With yeah. Some- Jack has 2C and Zach has 3C. Any other thoughts on New Jersey? This is one thing that we have to, uh, we didn't even get into, which um, uh, if they were to go into the season with a captain, who's your pick? Nico Hishier. I think he's the obvious pick. Unless they want to give it to a guy like Travis Ajak, because he's that veteran guy. Maybe PK Subban could get it. I don't know. They've got a lot of captain uh, options there. Yeah, you make a good point. You have a lot of, you have a lot of people who are worth of the, worth the captaincy. Uh, anyways, any final thoughts on the on New Jersey before we get into the Islanders? No, I'm ready to get into the Islanders here. Yeah. Uh, the Isles, before we recorded this, they signed Barzell to a three-year, $7 million contract per year. 
honestly a steal of a contract. It's it's like that Braden Point contract. I think it's the exact term and AAV. So I feel like he should definitely be worth much more than that contract. So yeah, just before we get into the act, like before I get into my uh, thoughts on the Islanders as a whole, having Barzal signed for three years at seven million bucks a year, absolute steal. Um, I don't know what he was asking for uh, this summer from Lou. Um, mm-hmm. You have any ideas? I, 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 if I had to guess, I'd say eleven million. But yeah, I think it was ten plus he wanted, or he deserves ten plus. So I like I like this the way they. Uh, the way they negotiated this contract. I want to know your thoughts on the whole team as the Isles because they traded Devon Davis for two seconds, I I think. So I don't know what, what are your thoughts on the Isles, sorry. Um I think the Devon Taves trade was just a issue of the flat cap for the next few years, which I I hate to say it because Devon Taves was a great player and if I'm not mistaken, uh when I, during free agent frenzy went on T S N when they had um when uh, the TSN crew was doing their uh, predictions for the uh, for the Olympic team for 2022, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Devon Taves as a third line, the uh, third line defenseman, third pairing defenseman with uh, Team Canada. Yeah, like he, he's a really good defenseman. He plays a lot. Like or no, yeah, he plays really well. I I think he'll be really good with Bar- or Makar on that first pair. Well, they also lost Derek Broussard. He signed with the Coyotes, so. That was their fourth-line center option. They got Peugeot still signed horrible contract. They signed Matt Martin to a horrible contract. They signed Corey Schneider. They signed – who was the other guy? Andy Green. Andy Green. You might as well play Noah Dobson, who I think will be getting, like, almost top-pairing minutes. You got Ryan Pollock, arguably a top-20 defenseman in the league. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the the Miles the decor? Going back to what I was saying before, how I'm, an, how I'm more of an old-school hockey fan, uh, and, like, I know exactly what the thought process was with Lamorello with these selections, uh, like, with what he, with the moves that he made. Have, uh, bringing, back, uh, bringing back Matt Martin, I completely understand that. He was a – he had a great – he had a great playoff. He's a fan favorite in, in uh, Long Island. So, he's back for another four years, another um, version of the Ross Johnson contract from a couple years ago. A tough – a tough player, like – had him in like I've seen him play for uh, for the three years that he was in Toronto. Tough guy to play against. Um, heart and soul guy. Great locker room presence from all that I've heard. And I, it is a little bit high. It is a little bit high of a cap, especially when you're trying to sign Matt Barzal. But um, I don't personally. I don't. I don't mind that. Con- I don't mind that contract. Term's gonna be a little bit much, but at the same time. You got most of your players locked in. You got Peugeot locked in for what was it, three years, four years? Mm-mm. It's five, five by six and a half, or six by five and a half. It's one of the two. Oh god, you got it's that. You got great. um, especially for a third line center. Yeah, you got Barzell that's signed, that's signed for the next three years. You got Everly that's signed up to a con. Uh, he's got a few more years left on his deal. Ender, Ender's Lee signed this summer, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was last year. It was seven mil though by by a long long term. I think it was seven by seven. Something like that. It was horrible. You gotta pay. You gotta pay a decent amount for your captain. Exactly, but on the here's my thing with the Isles as well. They got Beauvillier, who's played really well in that playoffs. Um, I, I'm really excited to see him play. I think he could play top minutes with Lee and Barzell. If not, with Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey on the right, third line. That's who it was. Nicole Pajot, Wallstrom, fourth line, Lad for some reason, Sezikis, mm-hmm. and Cal Clutterbuck. I feel like Wallstrom will be taken out, though, or Del Cole. Yeah, I, I really got no other thoughts on Isles except one more thing. 
Uh, their D, their goalie tandem, arguably the best in the division. I love Varlamov played really well last year. I mean, they have they have good goaltending every year. Barry Trotz finds a way to get the best out of his goalies. Him with Holtby, they got Laner. Laner kind of restarted his career there. I, I arguably he kind of rebooted his career in, in Long Island. Yeah, they got Varlamov rebooted his career. You got Sorokin coming in this year. I, I'm really excited for their goalie tandem. Yeah, I think that. First, I think that X factor is going to be Sorokin and, and that see how he how he performs in his first season uh, in North America. On the on defense, I have I don't have much faith in that team. In that team, mm-hmm. Noah, Noah Dobson is a uh, he's a great up and comer. Pulak or Pollock, whatever Pollock and Pollock, two names that sound exactly the same. On some, Pollock's just pretty good. He's a shutdown demon. Pegged to play on the first line. Uh, mm-hmm. Losing losing Johnny Boychuk was huge. Losing. Um, Devon Taves. Devon Taves was huge. I do not see them like making it as far. I, I do not. I honestly, after especially after last season, like, I don't see them making it far. That's why I have them ranked seventh in the division. I don't even have them making the playoffs as well. Yeah. I got them ranked seventh in the division. Do you want to move on to the Rangers now? Because I think uh, that's yeah, all the thoughts. Mostly, I think the most interesting, one of the most interesting teams out of the season preview. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I'm going to give my spiel here. So they got Laugh at first overall, but they got Laugh. He's going to be playing third line minutes. You got Kako, who's going to bounce back. You got Zabinajad, who scored almost 50 last year, or he was on pace for 50 at least in a full season. So, And he's not even playing with Panarin. He's playing with Buchnevich and Kreider. I have Buchnevich and Fantasy, so hopefully he plays well. And second line, you got Ryan Strom. I was was thinking that they were going to go after someone in free agency for that second C, but Ryan Strom's a great player as well. Still got Panarin, the depth guys. You got Brendan Lemieux, who can – he's just like his dad, Claude Lemieux. So, yeah, uh, that's really all my thoughts on the forward core. Do you have any thoughts on their forward core? Um, I, this is going to be a bit of a hot take. Laugh is going to do slightly better than Hughes did last year. I don't I, – I actually, you know what? It just depends. It just depends how he's played. He's a, right now, right now, Cap Friendly hasn't played on the left wing in the third line with with Philip Scheidel. It depends if he gets if he can get time on a, some reps on a power play. I think he can he'll be able to succeed. But at this at this five on fives, uh, like the way that it's at right now, I don't have much faith in him. On the well, saying that the the Rangers as a whole, I do like that team a lot. Kreider, if he stays healthy, he's an absolute beauty. Zabenajad, if he can, uh, he's looking to improve on a career season. Kako had a bad, had a pretty bad season last year. He's looking to improve off his rookie season. Ryan Strom, he's had a he's had a bit of a career resurgence uh, since coming to um, the Rangers from I think I want to say it was the Oilers. Panarin, he's Panarin. What else can you say? Exactly. On defense, I'm gonna say the biggest wild card here is gonna be Anthony D'Angelo. He's a good defenseman, but they also got Adam Fox. They got. Jacob Truba, hopefully he plays well. He's making like eight mil, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it's eight by five you signed for. Yeah, it's it's really bad because in Winnipeg he played really well. I think he had a almost a point per game year. He's a power play quarterback. At least he was in Winnipeg. Um, I don't know. I don't really got much else to say about their decor. I, I'm really looking forward to the Rangers, but I just don't think they'll be able to make it over that hump into playoffs this year. I have to disagree with you on that. I do like I do like the new goalie tandem of Shosturkin and Jor- and Georgiev. Um, mm-hmm. My God, the Rangers love their European goalies. Uh, yeah. I do like that goalie tandem, and I the defensive core other than Tony D'Angelo, uh, third pairing D, Keandre Miller and uh, Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith, veteran presence. He hasn't been a 
performing as well as like as well as he would think he would coming from Detroit all those years ago. He signed, if I remember correctly, he signed on a stupid contract. I think he's making mm-hmm. like 3.5, 4000000 million. I think it's four and a half. My God. Also, with the Rangers defense, uh, you talked about Keandre Miller. He will be very well this season. Any thoughts on the Rangers before we move into Philly? Uh, no, I think let's get right into Philly. All right. What, what are your thoughts on Philly in general? I mean, I don't think they lost too much this offseason. I think they didn't gain anything either. I mean, they lost Nate Thompson, veteran presence. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Other than that, I don't think there's much losses. Just going off of uh, daily faceoff, I do not. I don't see them make. I don't see any major signings that they made. I don't even see any signings that they made this offseason, other than losing. Oh, I think it was. I think Justin Braun might have been the only one that they saw that they. Oh yeah, right. After losing um, Matt Niskanen, who retired. Yeah, but I, I'm really looking forward to Philly. Uh, Couturier, hopefully he can be an even better defensive center this year. He's arguably the best defensive center in the league. Should have won the Selkie this season. Unless he did. Did he? He did. He did. All right. Well, he should win it again. <laughs> but I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I'm really looking forward to see how Lindblom can come back and play after cancer, his cancer. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him up back on the ice. I don't know if he played in the bubble. I don't recall. Uh, I think he played the last couple games in the bubble. Okay, yeah. Well, he's there. He also, was there the entire time training, but I think he played got, got into maybe one or two games. All right, yeah. But with 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 the Flyers as well, they also got young guys like Joel Faraby, Morgan Frost, who probably will crack the roster as like a third or fourth C. Uh, Nolan Patrick is back and healthy, so Kevin Hayes will be a third line center most likely. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know other than the forward core. With their forward core, I don't really know much else. JVR is pretty good still. You got Claude Giroux. Who I'm not even talking about. He's really good. He's playing really good on that left wing. Hopefully he plays with Coots again this season, but I don't know what their lines are. I saw uh, one on Twitter. It was the mock lines were the first line was, I forget the guy's left wing, but it was Coots and Lindblom. And then the second line was Giroux, Patrick. Are you talking about Konechny on the first line? Yeah, that's the guy. He's also really good. I love Konechny. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to them. I, I don't got much else from the forward court. So what are your thoughts kind of on their forward court or even their decor? Um, personally, I am honestly so happy that Lindblom is back. Him coming back, playing in the bubble, like being able to live out, to continue living out his lifelong dream. Because he's still a young guy. You know, I think he's like 25. Yeah, I think I think he's around there. Yeah, 25. Like, um, especially being diagnosed at that young, like that young, like it's. Like it's got a it's got a like feel like a shot in the arm saying like you gotta re, like make someone it definitely makes someone rethink everything but mm-hmm. the fact that he came the fact that he came back and he's the way out from what I've been seeing he's stronger than now than he's ever been like it's it's heartwarming made my day and I I wish the guy nothing but the best and if and and Oscar if you're listening to this you're always welcome to come on the show. If you got any thoughts on Philly, I mean, Hart, Carter Hart's one of the best goalies in the NHL. I mean, he's a bit inconsistent, but I think he should be a lot better this year. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on Flyers before we move into Pittsburgh? Um, I got no faith in them. Plain and simple, I got no faith in them. You don't think they'll make the playoffs, Flyers? I, I don't. I don't. I think I have them winning division, man. You really? I got Washington winning division. Okay, yeah. I got, I got I, uh, easiest way to put it, I got no I, – I, I don't have any. I don't have much faith in them. I think he. I think Hayes, for as good of a player as he is, he's signed for way too long at a way too expensive deal. Uh, the decor, Sandheim, I, San, guy like Sandheim, Provorov, I like. Uh, Ghost, Ghost is a little bit. 
He's been he's been losing it. Patrick, I hope he comes back. You're saying he's going to be playing on the second line. Personally, I think, I think gonna, personally I think he's going to start on the fourth. Fourth? Wow. I, I, I don't know. I think he's. I think personally he's going to start on the fourth just because he's he's been gone for over a year. So I think he's going to start yeah, on the true. fourth, and then as he gains his stamina, as he gains his like game experience, he's going to start moving slowly and slowly up to that second line spot, possibly even breaking first. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Carter Hart. Uh, Canadian boy, love him like love him as a guy. Um, totally, like, I want to see him improve. I think he will improve, and I want to see it happen. And that's not just because he's my backup goalie on fantasy. <laughs> uh, All right, well, yeah, let's get into Pitt. All right, well, with Pittsburgh, I think they they did they didn't sign Jack Johnson. That was the Rangers. They no, signed they, they lost, have Cody Ceci though and Mike Matheson. Yeah, they lost Jack Johnson. They traded Hornquist and Matheson and Colton Sevier, which I will never understand that trade. I will never understand half the things that uh, Jim Rutherford has done this offseason. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I really like Pittsburgh. Uh, Brandon Tanev is a really good third-line, fourth-line guy. They have, they have the best third, fourth-line in the league, arguably, with – I think it's Bluger, Aston Reese, and Tanev. Like, that's just a shutdown pairing. Tanev can kill penalties. But then on the top – Top of at top of the barrel, you got Jason Zucker, you got Jake Gensel, you got Sidney Crosby on the first line. Second line, you can have Malkin and Rust. Yeah, Kapanen also might be playing first line instead of Zucker, and then you got Malkin, Rust, Zucker, which is a really good line. On the defensive end, uh, well, Tang's still a really good defenseman. Hopefully, he can stay injured or stay out of injury. They lost Justin Schultz. That's a big loss on that decor. He signed with Washington, and then they still have. Some pretty good D guys. They still got Latang. Matheson is not very good, but maybe he can rebound his career in Pittsburgh. All right, on their decor, I forgot about Dumoulin. You got John Marino, who signed a really good contract for him. He's play- He played really well last season. You got Marcus Pedersen. Those are some really good guys, I think. But their one question for me, one question mark, is their goaltending. Can Tristan Jari play well as the full starter? Because last year he had Matt Murray. But this year, he's only got Casey DeSmith as his backup. So, I don't know. Can he play well as that Tell you third? Right Tell you right now. No. No? You don't think no. so? No. And this is going is to piss off a uh, friend of the show, Josh Yohe. Uh, but uh, and if, and if, if he'd like to come back on and have, and have a discussion about this, by all means, send us, a, send us an email. But um, I do not think that – I don't think that goalie tandem will, be, will get them anywhere. Crosby mm-hmm. still Crosby still Crosby. There's nothing you can do. Like there's no way around it. He's still one of the. He's still a top five player in this league. Um, I, their four core is still one of the best in the league. Yeah. So I like right now. Right now, um, Daily Faceoff has Evan Rodriguez in that first line right wing spot. That's not going to be the, situa- the situation. Kapanen is dealing with um, work visa problems, so he's going to be still in Finland at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. So when he gets mm-hmm. back to this, when he gets to Pittsburgh, he's gonna have to quarantine and, and quarantine for two weeks, and then he's gonna be missing the first few games. And at that time, he's still, like, even when he gets back, he's still not gonna be in top shape because he hasn't had a chance to practice with his new team or new old team, whatever. Uh, I <laughs> I like the top two. Top four is above average. Bottom pair, the their top their bottom pair is possibly one of the worst in the league. Like Cody CC. Yeah. Um, he faltered last year, and that's putting it generously. Playing, playing, especially when he's playing with um, Morgan Riley on the top pair, which I would, ne- I will to this day never understand why Babcock and Keith did that. 
but um, yeah, I don't think I don't see much for them. That's why I have them ranked at fourth. Next yeah, I have Pittsburgh as fourth as well. Next on the list, we got the Washington Capitals, who have made a bunch of free agency splashes in this offseason, uh, mm-hmm. bringing in guys like bringing in guys like Suzanne Char, bringing in a Justin Schultz, bringing in Trevor Van Riemsdyk, uh, bringing in um, Hank Lundqvist, the King, which sadly um, he will not be playing this season due to open heart. Uh, he had to go through open heart surgery, which as of, I want to say a couple days ago, he went through it and was successful and we wish him all the best and a speedy, and we wish him a speedy recovery. We hope he comes back next year because uh, the way he ended his time in the, uh, with the Rangers, that can't be the way he ends his career. Like mm-hmm. in front of zero fans, being bought out, kicked off the team, basically. Yeah, essentially. But in terms of a team, from a like the team as a whole, I love. I this is why I have them ranked first in the division. I got like look at this first line: Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson. Come on. Mm-hmm. Second line: Vara, second line: Verana, Batram, Oshie. Like I love. I I really like this. Uh, that forward group, even like going into the fourth line with Gardner Hathaway, uh, Nick Dowd, and Carl Hagelin. Carl Hagelin, if he still ha- if he can still get those wheels going, he's he is a legitimate bottom six scoring threat. Nick Dowd, um, not much to say about him. I mm-hmm. not, have been following him that much. Gardner Hathaway, for all I've seen him play, he's a hard, more of a hard nosed six winger. Online. On defense, John Carlson, stud. Mm-hmm. Say. Point per game defenseman. At least last season, he was point per game. Really? Yeah. Still couldn't win the Norris. Um, I know. With Orlov, with Orlov, I like that. Deep, I like that deep pairing in the first pair. Which, mm-hmm. It's brought them success in the past. There's no reason it shouldn't bring them success now. Uh, second pair, Justin Schultz. It's gonna be interesting to see how he plays, how he plays, uh, and how he gels with that system with Brett, uh, with a guy like Brandon Dillon. And on the third pair, um, it's gonna end up being Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Zdeno Chara. Chara, I really like the fact that he's playing for the for the Capitals. I think he's gonna excel, especially with a guy like Ovechkin. Like when you imagine, imagine on the power that power play setup when you have Ovechkin on the Ovechkin on the left dot, you know, and you have Char on the right dot, just hitting one timers all day, every day. Yeah, I don't know. With the decor, you said you take out Martin for Harvari. I'd take out TVR and keep Har. I can't pronounce his name, but yeah, yeah with the team, it's very good. I love Jacob Verana. Connor Sheary's a great. He played top six in Pittsburgh, and now he's playing third line with Eller and Panic. I don't know. That's a really good line. So I'm really looking forward to the to the Washington Capitals. I, I wouldn't be surprised if McMichael makes it out of camp and takes Richard Panic's spot or takes Hathaway's spot and Panic plays fourth line. Yeah, I feel like everybody uh, looking forward to that taxi, taxi squad. I feel like it should help because I guess they count COVID as an injury now. I think that's how they count it. So you're out for two weeks. The one thing that I have on this uh, left on this team is the goaltending tandem. It's... Um... I want to see how Ilya Samsonov plays at the start of the season. Um, Hank Hank being off out for the season is a shame. Um, they signed Craig Anderson to a PTO. I think he's going to stick. All right. Well, so I think we should get into rankings and then best forward decor and goalie core. And then yeah. – all right. So I'm going to start off with my rankings. At 8th, I have New Jersey. You probably have New Jersey at 8th as well. Yep. 7th, I have Buffalo. Nope. At sixth, I got the the Isles, and fifth, the Rangers. Okay. Fourth, Pittsburgh. Third, Washington. Second, Boston, and first, Philly. My, I gotta kind of disagree on that. Like, I don't see the Islanders doing as well as you put them. 
Buffalo, mm-hmm. Buffalo, I think is gonna is gonna exceed expectations. I think Eric Stahl is gonna put that team on his back a little bit more than a guy like Mark Johansson because he's what he's 37 now, so I expect he's gonna he's turning he's getting into more of that men, into a bit of a mentor role and more of a connect like a heart. He's he's gonna end up being the heart and soul of that team's identity, but which is mm-hmm. why I have him ranked at fifth. So at eight, I got the Devils. They're gonna be a lottery. They're gonna be guaranteed a lottery team this year. I got seventh. I got the Islanders. I do not see that team succeeding. Uh, especially in a division yeah. as packed as this, I see. I got sixth. I got Philly. Uh, fifth, I got Buffalo. Oh, wow. um, third, I got the Rangers. Second, I got Boston. First, I got the Capitals. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like a lot. You'll get a lot of hate for putting Philly at sixth. Like a lot of hate, but I don't know. Are you ready to move into best forward D and goalie tandem? Yeah, and if someone and if somebody has a problem with my rankings, we know our you know our social media. Send us a, send yeah. us a DM. I'd be, I'd be more than happy to have a conversation. Best forward core? I got Boston. Who do you have? I got Boston. Okay. Best decor? I got Washington. I got Washington as well. <laughs> and best goalie tandem? I got the Islanders. I got the Rangers. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. I, I think Sisterkin's going to improve even more on, on what he did this past season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, move on to the Discover Central. Starting off with the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, with the Carolina Hurricanes, you got a lot of young talent. Uh, Nino Niederreiter is, isn't as young, but Andrei Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo, Martin Nakash, Warren Fogel's really good. They got a young guy like Morgan Geeky who can get into the lineup. Like, they got a really good forward core, and I'm really looking forward to that. And that's not even their best. Their best is their decor. They should do really well in this division. In the old Metro, they wouldn't have had much of a chance to make the playoffs, but in this division, they're basically almost guaranteed a spot. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Um, what are your thoughts on the goalie tandem before I uh, give my uh, two cents? I love Peter Mrazek and James Reimer. James Reimer played really well this year or last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the nod as the starter. But you know what? Peter Mrazek's a good starter too. We talked about him a bit with the Spiros Anastas video or interview. That'll be up on the 18th. Talked a little bit about him in his early days. So yeah, I, I feel like he's a really good goalie. So I don't know. What are your two cents on the Hurricanes? Uh, personally, I, I do have I do have some faith in the Morazic and Reimer tandem. I have a lot more faith in them than I do in the Islanders tandem and the Buffalo tandem that we just discussed, because mm-hmm. uh, they're they're experienced and they've been around they've been around for a few years now. They are veterans. Reimer's that has had some success, and Reimer's been to the Stanley Cup final with San Jose that year. He was traded at the deadline from Toronto. Um, I do have faith in that in that goalie tandem. Up front, Aho is a stud. Sveshnikov, one of the best hands, top five best hands in the league, even top three, um, uh, some will consider. Jordan Stahl on, thir- on the third line center position. I think that's the perfect spot for him. He's getting a little bit up there. He's good on the, he's, he's a good defensive center. Uh, Niederreiter coming from Minnesota. Um, that was possibly one of the biggest fleeces I've ever seen in the, in the past few years with Don Waddell, yes, acquiring Niederreiter. I do love the forward core. Is, it's an exciting team on defense. One, I, I got to say it, best decor in the league. Slap, mm-hmm. Slayman, Hamilton, Shea, Brett Pesci, Jake Gardner, Hayden Fleury, one of the best decor, it's the best decor in the league. Mm-hmm. Only only team only team that would rival that would be Tampa Bay. Which we, I think Minnesota's is better. I have to disagree. We'll get into that. Anyways, so that's my two cents on it. That's my two cents on it. Um, I think they are going to succeed in this. I think they are going to succeed. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think I think in the regular season they're not they're not gonna like they're gonna falter a little bit. Just 
out of the gate because they, they that, that is a team that feeds off of their fans and having no fans in the arena will hurt, which is why I have them ranked third. But I do think once they get into the playoffs, I think they're going to make it make it a decent way. Any last thoughts before we get into Chicago? No, I really got nothing else. I'm ready to go into Chicago here. All right, so the Chicago Blackhawks, a everybody, every Hawks fan knows, well-known dynasty in the early, in the, uh, early 2010s, but they've fallen off a cliff recently. Injuries like, have really hurt them. Yeah, injuries have hurt them. Taves is out for I don't know how long. Like, he's out indefinitely with an illness. No, I don't even know. Just yeah, an illness. Um, Kirby Doc's out four to five months after that freak accident at the World Juniors. Uh, Kane is still Kane. Stro- like the Brinkat, he's he's getting better year after year. Dylan Strom, I like I like as a centerman, not as a first line option. I'd like him better as a second line option. Mm-hmm. Kubalik coming off a thirty goal season, Calder Trophy finalist, and I think he's gonna Im- improve even further on that. Bottom after that, that's where it gets a little bit rough. Like mm-hmm. Brandon, Lucas Walmark, I don't have much to say on him. He's a younger guy. I don't know. I don't know. He's not a good second line center, but he's a really good third line third line option. But they also bring in a young guy like or a, guy, a European guy like P.S. Suter. I think he's he should be able to play really well with the Blackhawks. Um, Matthias Janmark was a great signing, played very well for Dallas last season. Uh, let's see how he can do in Chicago under different circumstances. We shall see. We shall see. But I that bottom that bottom six, like you got Andrew Shaw who's uh come, who's had some injury problems, but he's if he's healthy now he's gonna be a He's gonna be money, money in the bank for a couple of a couple of bit, some big hits, maybe fifteen twenty points. Um, that's about it. On defense, you got you got Duncan Keith, you got Brent Seabrook, which what's to say about them? They're getting a little bit up there. Keith is still a fairly high caliber defenseman. Not they're both not what they used to be. Uh, Connor Murphy, um, right now daily faceoff has them has Murphy at first line right D. Um, mm-hmm. Unless I'm getting confused with someone else, he's signed for way too long at. Too high of a cap hit. I think he's a really good defenseman. I just think he's a bit his contract's a bit bad, but I think he's a he's also a very a very very good defenseman. Also, we're not talking about young defenseman Ian Mitchell. I think he's one of the Chicago Blackhawks' best prospects. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Ian Mitchell can do this season. We'll see how, we'll see how it works. Speaking of uh, young prospect, young uh, up and coming prospects, Adam Bogfest playing on the uh, third is being ranked at the third third line right defenseman position. I think he can go. I think he can make the case to go up to first line by the end of the year. He probably will be. Even yeah. opening night, he might be uh, top there. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. In net is their biggest issue with Colin uh, Delia and Malcolm Subban. <sighs> Losing Crawford. I understand you're in a rebuild. I like Subban. I, I, I like Subban as a second option. I like Delia as a third option coming up to play, coming up as the backup with the, uh, if an injury would occur. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Malcolm Subban's never really excelled as a backup. I don't know why they're trying to start him. I think you should try and start Dalia. He's coming in fresh. He played really well in Rockford. I don't know. I I think he could do well. Also, we're not talking about Alex Nylander is also injured as well, who's a really good... I completely forgot about Alex Nylander. Guy. Completely forgot about Alex Nylander. All right. That's really all I got for Chicago. You ready to move on? Columbus. Yeah, Columbus, then Dallas. They made a gigantic acquisition with Ma- uh, acquiring Max Domi. They have uncertainty with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do believe that a trade's gonna come out of that, but I do. But honestly, based off of their track record, I don't think it's gonna end. I think it's gonna end ugly. I think it's gonna end. Uh, it's gonna end very ugly. And um, with Dubois being hated by the organization, I think it's gonna be another John Tavares situation. 
Yeah, I know. I think with Dubois, for some trades, I think Dubois could be heading to Winnipeg for Line and Rosovic. I think that's the rumored deal that could happen. And I feel like that's a really good trade for the Blue Jackets because they could always throw Domi as a first C. He, pl- he can play well there. And I think in Columbus, he could play well under Tortorella. Uh, talking to some Habs fans, they think that he's really lazy. They've said that he's a very lazy player. I don't know. I think he's a really good player, and I think he could be a 1C. Miko Koivu could still be that second-line center. You could always throw a young Liam Foody as center if he can work on his face-offs. That is true. That is true. Um, my God, what was I going to say? Um, that's another thing, though, with the – like, I have seen that rumor going around everywhere. Line A to Columbus. I If that were to happen, line A's career is over. You think so? I think, uh, I think Tortorella I think could Tortorella get the best. Will, I think Tortorella will bury him. Yeah, I know, but – That'll encourage Line A to do better. That's my thoughts on it, at least. I think Line A has played very bad defensively. He put up a good amount of assists last year. I, I like the acquisition of Koivu as a third line center. Veteran, pre- veteran presence has been around the league forever. It was kind of a, it was kind of sad to see him leave the um, the Wild as the team he's called home his entire life. I do think he's going to be back there in some form after his career is over. But yeah. um, other than that, Grigor Ankle. Also with. Uh, Columbus, their decor. I mean, a lot of people are hating on Seth Jones. I don't think he's the best defenseman in the world, but I don't think he's the worst either. Zach Wierenski's an elite defenseman. You got Vladislav Gavrikov who played really well last year. David Savard's also really good. Uh, Deanne Kuka and Andrew, Andrew Peake. I'm really looking forward to their team. Also, Emil Bemstrom could play well as a depth forward. I, I really am looking forward to Columbus and the goalie situation. Yeah, that goalie situation, that is going to be what that is going to be what puts them up. I honestly, and when I'm, when I was coming up with those rankings with my rankings, I completely discounted the fact that um, like I completely discounted their goaltending, but, um, and also we're even, we're even uh, forgetting about the fact that Gustav Nyquist is uh, on the IR right now. I was just going to say Gustav Nyquist. So they've got an elite top nine, like Felino can play really well. Uh, they love him over there in Columbus. I don't know. I got really nothing else for Columbus. If you're ready to move on to Dallas. Uh, yeah, Dallas Stars, Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup runners up. Yeah. Um, like, let's be really honest, good team. What, what is there? What is there to say about them? Like, they had, they dealt with some injuries this year, and they had, um, a view, like honestly, one if they that would have been a great Cinderella story if they would have won the cup with, um, mm-hmm. like, similar to what the Avalanche dealt with, uh, having guys come up, having guys uh, lower lower in the lineup come up and score, um. Joe Kiviranta coming in, I think it was two goals against uh, a two-goal game without the uh, the Avalanche in the, in the West Final. Um, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Radulov, and, and um, Jamie Benn on the, up on that first line. There's not much to say about it. They're uh, they're still great players. I think they're still gonna they're still gonna succeed. Uh, Pavelski in his second season in Dallas. He played um, really well last year. Yeah, I think, I think he's gonna continue. I, I do think he's gonna slow down a little bit, but I think his defensive game is gonna. He's going to pick up. That guy can tip literally everything, so put him on the power play yeah. front of the net, tipping everything. Um, also, you got young guys like Dennis Kiryanov, Rube Hintz, and then their yeah, decor, which is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You make a good point about that. On defense, yeah. Esa Lindell, John Klinberg, elite defenseman, easiest way to put it. Uh, Esa Lindell, I like the way he played in the playoffs. Um, played really well. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna continue to excel. Uh, or Miro Heiskanen, young defenseman, up and come, up and comer, and that's. And that's saying I'm I'm saying that even though he is a great defenseman at the moment, I think he's gonna get even better. Former third overall pick, I wanna say. Twenty seventeen, yeah, right behind Patrick and Yeah. Yeah. So former third overall pick. Um 
I think he's going to continue to grow. I think he, I think he has potential to be a top 10 defenseman in this league. The bottom pair, Sakara, Mark Kissick showing at, um, showing for, uh, from daily faceoff. Sakara, they're, they're both veterans. They're going to, they're going to offer that veteran defense, uh, that veteran presence. Sakara is more of a defensive option and Kissick is more of a, like giving that, giving them that two way option, able to go and score. And while they, uh, while at the same time still being able to come back, um, but also on defense, uh, uh, they have they also have uh, Stephen Johns uh, on the IR and say as well as Tyler Sagan and Ben Bishop. But yeah, so Johns when he comes back, I think he's gonna slip right into that third into that third or second pair uh, role. Tyler Sagan first line all day every day, and Ben Bishop. I have no clue when he's gonna be coming back, but until I then, think he's supposed to come back mid season. But Jake Ottinger's a really good backup. I'm really excited to see how he plays. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, and that's another thing that's gonna be another X factor though. It's gonna be interesting to see how uh, Kudobin plays in his first, like after that amazing run in the bubble. I want to see how he continues at that pace, because there was rumors around uh, of him going literally everywhere, and I've seen. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he continue, uh, how he plays in this upcoming season. Odinger, he played well. He played well for the games that he played in the bubble. I don't know much about him. He's a young guy, only played a few games. I want. I can't wait to see how he, uh, how he continues to grow in this, uh, up, in this upcoming season and in the future. All right, you ready to move on to uh, Troy? They're gonna suck. Plain and simple. <laughs> I think I don't even get, I don't even think they're gonna be last in the division. I think they'll be seventh. I don't know. That's just a hot take for me. But Go ahead. Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha. I guess that's a pretty elite first line. But then you got Zadina. Hopefully he can play really well. Bobby Ryan, that veteran presence, and then even the bottom six isn't that bad. Like you got Vladislav Nemestikov, Sam Gagne. Adam Ernie, I don't know where how they got Adam Ernie, but he's he's a pretty good depth guy. All right, well, I want to move on to the decor here. You got Philip Ronick, who's going to be a really good defenseman in this league. Danny DeKaiser's coming back after playing, missing a lot. Mark Stahl, veteran presence. John Merrill, you could almost say he's a veteran presence too, but I don't know how old he is. He played really well with Vegas when he did. I think he's, a little, I think he's in the high, uh, late 20s, early 30s, I want to say. Okay, yeah. Troy Stetcher's played really well for Vancouver. He's going to be third line deep air, but he'll probably leapfrog Nemeth. I don't know. And in goal? In goal, you got Thomas Grice, who should play really well in that starter role. Jonathan Bernier played really well last season. They let go of Jimmy Howard. I don't know. I really got nothing else on Detroit. They, that's really all there is to Detroit. So, unless yeah. you got anything, move on. I, Yeah, you know what? I completely agree. I, I hate to say it because it's such a historic franchise. Um, but outside of Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Manta, there's not much in that team. Uh, Zanina, mm-hmm. he's still a few, I think he's still a few years away from his, uh, from achieving his full potential. You got some guys that are past their pro, that are way past their prime, like Valtteri Filipula, Gagne, Helm, Lendenning. In net, in net, Grice. It's going to be interesting to see what he does in a full starter role. The next team here, Florida. I think it's Florida next. I'm really excited for Florida. It is Florida. I'm very excited. If this first line's correct here, you got Jonathan Huberdeau, Barkov, and Anthony Duclair, who played really good for Ottawa last year. So. Yeah. I, that's their forward core. Uh, Vinny Henestroza was a great depth signing. I love Vinny Henestroza. It's just a very good team. Alexander Wemberg, I don't know how he can play as that second center. Noel Achari probably might take the, the 2C because he played very well for for Florida. They, they played some defense on forward. I don't think that's going to happen this year, but who knows. And their decor, stealing from Columbus because they hired Bill Zito as a new GM. He was assistant GM in Columbus. They get Marks Nudavara, who came from Columbus. Very good top, top four defenseman. You get Alexander Wemberg, who came from Columbus. Duclair played in Columbus for a little bit. 
that's just a very good decor. Keith Yando. I don't know much about Keith Yando, but I'm pretty sure he's a pretty still decent top four defenseman. In terms of Florida, like, yeah, that first line is going to be disgusting. Huberto, Barkov, and Duclair. Uh, it's going to it's gonna be disgusting. Uh, I, I want to see how Patrick Hornfist does with a team like this, with a fast team like this. Coming, mm-hmm. from, coming from Pittsburgh, I think he will be able to succeed, but it'll be, I, you never know. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Wenberg, I don't know much about him. I don't know much about him. Vetrano, um, he's been I think he'll get leapfrogged, though, by Den- Denisenko. I'm really excited for Denisenko or Tippett. Those two are very good, young, fast yeah, players. Carter Verhage coming from uh, the cup-winning uh, Tampa Lightning. I think he signed like, a two-year, $1.8 million contract, mm-hmm. 900K a year, so I'm shocked that Tampa could not afford that. Uh, yeah. Brett Connolly, um, most people know what you're getting with him. Like top ten, I want to say top 10 pick. Never, never came up to his full potential. Could still, still a serviceable player for a bottom six role. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know what you get. I think he's been around there. For, I think he's been around for, for a couple of years now. So uh, not much to get into with that. Mackenzie Weger. Um, he's a pretty um, good defenseman. But other than that, Ekblad, all-star, all-star defenseman. He's he's gonna be the, he's gonna be the lifeblood of that of that decor. Nudavara coming from Columbus. Uh, Keith Yandel. You know you get veteran pre- veteran presence, leadership role. He could still he could still put up a few points. He could still play. Uh, I don't. I think Riley's still going to be taken out by Radko Gudis because I don't see. Uh, oh, yeah, Rad- I oh yeah, I forgot about Radko Gudis. I think the real Anton Shulman is getting a little bit up there in age. His production's been declining. He's still he's still serviceable, but for the I think he I think he's signed at three and a half or four million for another for yeah another, around there for one more year. In net Bobrovsky, this season is going to live or die with Bobrovsky and how he plays. Since I think that's a real X factor for them. If Bobrovsky exactly. plays well, they'll make it far. Exactly. But if not, they're exactly. not making it. Yeah, exactly. So whatever that, and that's like this team could challenge for a playoff spot and make it far. But I honestly, I do not think Bob's gonna go back to his Vesna caliber no. uh, rate, especially like especially this season, which is why I have him ranked fourth. Mm-hmm. I have him at fifth. But let's move on to Nashville here. You got a, you got Ryan Johansson, who hopefully I think. Matt Duchesne will be playing first line C. Hopefully he can play well. You got Philip Forsberg. Everybody knows what you're getting with Philip Forsberg. He's just a great scorer. Victor Arvidsson, they signed Mikhail Granlin again, who's pretty good. Eric Holla, they signed. The, like, Luke Kunin was a great trade. And then Brad Richardson signed as a fourth line center. Like, they lose they lose to the Coyotes, so they take a Coyotes player. So, I don't know. I think he's a really good fourth line guy. I think he should be almost third line, but they got a really good third line there. And on the defense, everybody knows how great that defense is. Roman Yossi, oh, Ryan Ellis, Matthias Ekholm, Dante Frobo, young up, Dante Fabro, young up and coming defenseman, Mark Borowiecki. It kind of replaces their bad third, third decor last year. I think I think they had Yannick Weber and Dan Girardi or something like that. And then so, in goaltending you got Saros and Rene. There's really nothing else to go with with Nashville. But yeah, so yeah, there's not much to say. Like the the team hasn't changed that much, like if, if at all. Eric Hall, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that signing. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna end up being a powerhouse on the, on the second line left wing. They brought Borowiecki in from Ottawa, or was that last year? No, that was this year. He was with Ottawa this last year. Yes, yeah, so they brought they brought in Borowiecki from uh, from Ottawa. I like that. I like that um, tough defensive defenseman on the third on the third pair. I do think. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think Duchesne's gonna end up playing first line center with Phil Forsberg and Arvidsson, but you never know. I do expect a lot from Soros this year, but mm-hmm. I do not think, but I honestly do not think that this team will be enough to 
like is built well enough to succeed, which is why I have them ranked at fifth. Okay, yeah. All right, so we probably move on to the Stanley Cup champions, the reigning Stanley Cup champions. The Tampa Bay Lightning. That first line's pretty nasty. Andre Pilat, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos. Even they're out, they're out with Kucherov, but they're still a contender. You got on the second line, you got Kalorn, Sorelli, and Johnson. Sorelli, I was surprised he didn't get offer sheeted. And then the bottom six hasn't changed much. Mitchell Stevens and Matthew Joseph come in. They're really young, really good players. And then on D, you got Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, Shen, Cernak, and Ruda. I don't know. I really like Jan Ruda and Hedman as a pairing. Mikhail Sergachev on the third pair, if that does happen, that's very surprising. But I think he'll play really well there. Oh, my God. He's going to absolutely tear it up on the, on the third pair. And then in net... You got Andre Vasilevsky. There's not really much else to say. He can win games for you. He's really athletic, very flexible. He reminds me of a, of a young John, Donovan Quick. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of these European goalies are modeling their game after Vasilevsky and Quick. I've spoken with some, and they say that they really they really admire those guys. And people people tend to say that Vasilevsky's not an elite goalie, but I do think he's one of the best goalies in the NHL, if not the best goalie in the NHL. I do agree. He is. I I, I have them at the very least top two. Yeah, from my perspective. This team hasn't changed much. It's still they still they do need to make some changes to get to get under the cap. To I, I do see to, I do think Tyler Johnson can be gone, um, but they may have to throw in a pick. But other than that, like when once Kucherov eventually gets in there, that first line is going to be elite, like second to none. That's really all I got for Tampa. If you want to get into your rankings here, and then best forward D and goalie tandem. Yeah. So just to finish off Tampa there, like Hedman on Hedman. How do your rankings look though? Who do you got uh, last? Easiest way to put it, Tampa Bay finishing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have that. Well. I got Dallas finishing second. Okay. I got Carolina I got Dallas third. third. I got Carolina I've, third. If you switch Carolina and Dallas, that's my top three. I got Dallas second. I got Carolina third. I got Florida coming in at four. I got Nashville okay. at five. Columbus at six. Chicago oh, wow. Seven. Detroit eight. All right. So at eighth, I have Chicago, seventh, Detroit, six, Nashville, five, Florida, and four, Columbus. And then Dallas three, Carolina two, and Tampa one is definitely Tampa. I don't think there's any disputing that. Who do you have as your best forward core? All right, so forward is Tampa, defense is Carolina, and goalie is Columbus. Really? Mm-hmm. I got forward Tampa. There's no yeah. way, there's no disputing that. Best. Yeah, exactly. Best in, in, in the division, by far, borderline best in the league. Uh, on defense, Carolina. Like, there's nothing to say about that. We already, we already went through it. Some elite defense, some uh, great defensemen on that team. Couple of elite defensemen. Um, that's gonna be their that's gonna be their saving grace. And uh, in, in that, I got Vasilevsky and McElhinney as my best goalie tandem in the elite in the division. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on to the Honda West, starting it off, we got the Anaheim Ducks. And with the Ducks, they signed Kevin Shattenkirk, reigning Stanley Cup champion. Um, they got John Gibson, elite goaltender, one of the top five goalie in the league, in my opinion. He he could even rival for top three. Other than that, I don't know. There's not much else to go with Anaheim. You got some young guys like maybe Trevor Zekers can crack the lineup. They traded away Kasha and Richie both to Boston. They they put Bacchus on waivers. I think he cleared today. He cleared waivers. Um, they lost Christian Jews to waivers to Detroit. So that, that also helps Detroit. They lost him to waivers. First line, you got Silverberg, Henrique, and Raquel. I think Henrique's a very good first line center for them. On the second line, one of my favorite players on Anaheim is Sony Milano. Like he's just such a fast guy. I can't believe Columbus traded him. And then Danton Heinen, just a veteran presence along with Getzloff. 
he's going to end off his career in Anaheim unless he gets bought out or something. And then the bottom six, it's a pretty good bottom six. Max Jones, Sam Steele, Troy Terry, shootout hero for the Americans in 2017, I believe. And then Nick Delorier, Derek Grant, and Carter Rowney. Just, just some great fourth liners. And on the decor, you got Lindholm, who's still an elite defenseman. Shattenkirk's a really good defenseman. Same with Fowler and Manson. They have a really good decor. Their, their, would, their decor was even better. Like, if they didn't trade away any of their defense prospects, their top pair right now would be Lindholm with Theodore. Second pair would be Fowler with Vatnin. And then the third pair, you could have Manson and Montour. Like, that's a pretty good decor if they wouldn't have traded those guys away. All right, you ready to move on to Arizona? Where you got Hot Dog Phil. You got Connor Garland, who, who's a scoring threat still. Clayton Keller. Uh, the center core is not the best, but Dvorak and Schmaltz is pretty good. Barrett Hayton, young Barrett Hayton. Derek Broussard, as I said, signed with them. Lawson Krause, Christian Fisher on D. Nothing really else new. Ekman Larson, very good defenseman. There was a lot of trade rumors coming in this season in the offseason with Larson. Jason Demers, Goligoski, Chicharin, Yalmerson, Osterley, and Annette, probably one of the best tandems in this division. Kemper and Ranta. Like, that's a pretty good tandem. Not one of the best in the division. It's not, I don't think it'd be the best in this division. I'd say second best. I disagree. I'd say, I'd say maybe fourth best. How? How do you bet fourth? Whose tandem's better? It's Colorado, St. Louis. All right. So, what are your thoughts on Arizona? I think Phil's starting to lose it. Yeah. I think Phil, it pains me to say it, but I think Phil's starting to lose the touch. All right. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, continue on that. Uh, I like the acquisition of Derek Broussard. Um, again, veteran pre- veteran president. I think he's on his ninth team in his career, which is never good, but whatever. Um, Drake Kajula, he's listed right now as, gonna, as he's going to be. He's listed right now as the first line left wing. If that's the situation, they're screwed. Um, I, th- I see a guy like Clayton Keller coming up to play the first line. Uh, Lawson Kraus, he's gonna he's gonna have more of an impactful impactful role this year. If that's even a word. Um, on defense, OEL, Jason Demers, Goligoski, Chikrin, Yalmerson, and Ar- and Aust- Osterley. I hope mm-hmm. I pronounced that right. Um, serviceable decor, top half top half decor in the league, but. I don't know. I see them. I, I got them finishing I got them finishing either fifth or sixth. A toss up between them and San Jose. Yeah, same. It's a five or six split between uh, San Jose and Arizona. I don't know. Because in goal, in goal, I like Kemper and I like Kemper and Ranta, but I don't know. Anyways, yeah. any, anyways, let's continue on. Colorado Avalanche, uh, one of the Stanley Cup favorites in this season. Yeah. I, I, there's really nothing much to say about them. They they acquired Brandon Saad. They got an elite top six. When you have Gabriel Landeskog on your second line and Burakovsky on the first, like that's a pretty good team. Like their top six is elite, and even the bottom bottom six is pretty well too. Valerian Ischushkin, who's he's got the most blue on his shirts out of anybody. Elite. Jonas Donskoy, JT Comfer, Tyson Yost is a y- great young guy. Pierre Edward Bel- Belmar, veteran presence. Matt Colbert, re- veteran presence. Yeah. Moving on to the decor, you've got Devon Taves. We talked about him a little bit before with the Isles. He's an elite defenseman. He's a top-pairing guy in the NHL, in my opinion. you got Kale McCarr, Samuel Gerrard, Eric Johnson, Ryan Graves, who led the league in plus-minus last season, so hopefully he can continue on that. And right now they have Ian Cole listed as a third-pairing, but I feel like Ian Cole is going to get traded, and Bowen Byram is going to take that spot. So I think that's an elite defenseman, defense tandem. So, And in that group, Aaron Fran- Francis, nothing really changed. So what are your thoughts on uh, Colorado? 
uh, terms of the decor, that decor is not even close to finished. I do see Bowen Byron play. I do see Bowen Byron coming up and playing for that, uh, playing substantially at the very least, playing as a as a sixth defenseman. But I do see him coming up and playing more. I see Eric Johnson starting to take a back seat and moving down, uh, especially after what happened to Team Canada this this year at the World Juniors. Jamie Drysdale and Bowen Byron, they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a D, an insane D pair for years to come. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see what would happen with the, uh, what happens with them this year because I do think Bowen Byron is ready because he was. Far and far and beyond of the best defenseman in the for on Team Canada. I really like the way he played, and I think he will be able to succeed this season. I love their four, their four core. I love. I think Kadri's going to get even better this year. He was, uh, he's really found a spot, uh, a good home for himself in uh, in Colorado, and I wish him like I hope I hope him uh, he succeeds even more this year and can excel into that great forward, that, that great centerman that we all knew he was going to be in Toronto. In net, Grubauer with um, Francouz, Francouz, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like. I really like that goalie tandem. Um, I do not think it's the top. It's top. I gotta say it's top three in that in that division. But regardless, they're not gonna need. They're not gonna need uh, grade A goaltending when they got the scoring threats like that. They can win every game ten nine. Mm-hmm. I have them finishing first in the division. All right. So moving on to the next one, the LA Kings. Uh, they're they're still gonna finish. I think they'll finish last in the division. They don't got they didn't get much better. Andreas Athanasio was a good signing. They got some young guys coming in. Gabe Flardy, Matt Roy played really well last year. Mikey Anderson should play well again. Drew Doughty, he's he's been he's been hated a lot in the analytics community, even the hockey community. And he's he's looking to say that he has a, he said that he's a lot left in the tank. So I'm excited to see what he can bring this season. But yeah, so regardless, they're gonna finish last, which is a shame because. Kopitar, like I got even got a Kopitar, he's got so much left to offer. Jeff Carter, like I feel bad for those guys because they're they're stuck on bad teams on long term expensive contracts. They're not they're gonna be stuck there the rest of their careers, and unless they could turn unless they could somehow go and turn it around, um, I don't see them finishing anywhere above last. Yeah, I don't know. I really got anything else to add to LA. If you're ready to move to Minnesota, I am as well. Um. Oh, Jonathan Quick. It's, he's not even gonna be the starter this year, I don't think. I think Cal Peterson will take the starts. He's, I think he's very underrated, and I think he'll he played very well for the Kings last season. And I'm looking forward to see what he can add on last year. Interesting. Yeah, it does make sense. Moving on to the Minnesota Wild, um, team that just lost their cat, they just lost their captain to free agency. Miko Koivu going to Columbus, like we mentioned earlier, um, and yeah, they ended up picking up Nick Bukestad. They ended up uh, Kirill Kaprizov is going to be coming is going to be coming in this year. Uh, which that guy better he better score four he better do insane this season because I got him playing uh, on my fantasy team and I th- I'm pretty sure Same. I picked him way higher than I should have. I picked him up off of uh, oh I traded for him never mind. Mm-hmm. But here you look at daily faceoff these aren't the right lines what they're doing in camp right now. Marcus Johansson's on the first line with Kevin Fiala and who's the other guy? It's not it's not Parise. Okay, it's uh, it's Fiala Benino Greenway. I don't think it's Fiala, Benino, Greenway, because I know Johansson's the first-line center this season. He's going to be. Yeah. That's what the Wild have said. Okay. And Capper's off second line with Parise. So I think it's Bukestad. I think it's Bukestad, Johansson, Fiala. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. But from from perspective, from just like a general perspective, they got they got some pieces and they got some pieces. They have a pretty damn good team going. Their decor, I love. Yeah, uh, me too. Ryan Suter show Ryan Suter time and time again has shown that he still has some stuff. He still has some stuff left in the tank. Um, 
Spurgeon, the new captain, fresh new contract, and seven by seven. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's he's been had that contract for a couple years already, but. Also, you got Matt Dumba and Brodeen on the second pair. On most teams, they'd be first-line defensemen. So that's telling you how good that D pair is. And then the bottom bottom pair, Susie and Brad Hunt, those are really good defensemen. I wouldn't say they're top four, but they're they're top of the barrel bottom pair. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the yeah. best of the bottom pair, at least exactly in my opinion. Saying. And in net, in net, though, is the one thing that's interesting with Cam Talbot and Alex Stalock. I think Talbot can rebound. I don't think he can be as good as he was his first his first couple years in Edmonton, but I think he can be a good starter for them. And he's playing in front of one of the best defensive teams. He shouldn't have that much of a struggle. Yeah, you make a good point. Uh, but still, still, like, you make a good point. Like, their goaltending talent is not the best, but I do think that defense that defense can bring them far, which is why, like, further than they should be, which is why I have them ranked at fourth. San Jose Sharks. They lost. I mean, losing Joe, losing Joe Thornton was a huge identity shock. Talked with Royce Summer. There's a couple good players in that he coached last year that'll be ready for this season. Uh, Ryan Donato, I'm really looking forward to see how he can play there. He was one of my favorite players when he, back when he was in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing much else to say. Is Logan Couture injured? No. Why no. are they not having him in the first no, line? No, he's, he's not. Okay. Tomas Hurdle, really good player. Kevin LeBanc, elite goal scorer. Timo Meyer, really good. Bottom six, it's looking a bit better, but I don't know why they have Marlowe on the th- fourth line. He'll probably be playing third line. But that decor is, it's a bit rough. It's getting worse. I mean, Carlson and Burns are your top guys, but Vlasic is not anywhere is worth $7 million. Radom Simic could play well. I don't know. They think, I think they need Merkley to jump up here soon, Ryan Merkley. But yeah. he'll be playing in the taxi squad probably. Yeah, they're going to be. That's the thing. It's the same situation with a lot of teams. They're going to end up using that taxi squad a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially if, God forbid, God forbid there's a COVID case, then. Um... Yeah. The taxi, that taxi squad is going to be used a lot. And in goal, they have Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik. Um, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be an interesting tandem. Five years ago, that would have been insane. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens with that. I, I think Devin Dubnik. Uh, he went through a rough. He was doing really well in in uh, Minnesota, and I think he needs a ch- he needed a change of scenery after this season. I think this will really help him. And I think they're splitting the starts, so they don't have to worry about being that elite starter. They can both just worry about being the one A one B. Uh, I think it's going to end up going like 32-30. Patrick Marlowe. Now, now Joe Thornton's had to deal with uh, playing there with, without Patrick Marlowe. Now Marlowe's going to have to deal with uh, playing in San, in San Jose without Joe Thornton. So let's see how that let's see how that affects his uh, his psychological aspect. Because he's mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto isn't doing, isn't doing the best or if Thornton's plays faltering and he gets traded back to um, San Jose. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, moving on. St. Louis Blues. The uh, 2019 Stanley Cup champions. All right. Well, with St. Louis, they lose Petrangelo, but they gain Tori Krug is arguably pretty close. He's, I wouldn't say he's pretty close to, uh, what's his name now, Petrangelo, but he's he's a good replacement for him. Golden Pareko is an elite defenseman. Vince Dunn should not be playing third pair. He signed a really good contract. Him and Falk, I'm hoping that Falk can kind of rebound after this horrendous season, but I don't know. Other than the, the decor, there's not much else to say, but in the forward core, that's a pretty good forward core if you look at it. Shen, Riley, and Perron. Robert Thomas is elite, in my opinion. Mike Hoffman, he's going to be getting a league minimum contract most likely after the PTO, but maybe not. Jaden uh, Schwartz. Disagree, but I'll get into that. Zach Sanford, Tyler Bozak, Jordan Kyrou. And that fourth line is just elite. Kyle Clifford, like, you know who Kyle Clifford is and how he plays. You, you're a really fan. You watched him this last season. He's a really good player. Yeah, you guys are going to enjoy him. St. Louis fans, you're going to enjoy him. 
you're gonna join. All right. So, what are your thoughts? I really don't got anything else to add to St. Louis. So, um, nothing. You you hit the nail right on Kaufman. Mike Hoffman, though, he's gonna he's gonna end up signing for the same amount that they were paying Alex Steen. Okay. Yeah. With you Alex think so? Steen, with Alex Steen, which is the reason why they signed him to a PTO instead of signing him to a league men contract. With Alex Steen and Jay Bowmeister being on the um, LTIR. And also, actually, even Tarasenko's on the LTI are completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so with with all the injuries that they have, I see Hoffman mm-hmm. signing for more than four million bucks on a one-year deal. Okay, yeah. Um, on defense, yeah, defense against yourself. Krug is, even though they lost Petrangelo, I, Krug is not too far behind him. Uh, and in goal, I like Bennington. I think he's gonna bounce back. I think there's a chance that he that he will bounce back to his 2019. Uh, no numbers but i don't know even if he even if he doesn't get to that extent those numbers were like i'm insane so if he can get to even 80 percent, 85 percent of that i think they'll have success which is why i have them ranked at number three all right so moving on to vegas what are, what are your initial thoughts on vegas signing petrangelo was huge there this team is in a complete win now mode when you got guys mm-hmm. like mark stone patcheretti mark so smith carlson when you got you signed petrangelo who uh, you got, uh, and then you got guys like Alec Martinez. Um, I do think I, I do think they're in a win now mode, and I do think they will win. I do see them going to the West Final. Pacioretty with Stone, like it's gonna be that. I love that. I love that setup. Chandler Stevenson first line. Uh, Dale Faceoff has that first line, which I, that's not gonna end up happening. I see. I'm gonna see. I, I'm guessing either Cody Glass or William Carlson are gonna come in, unless they're dealing with an injury, which I have not realized yet. Nope. I love that fourth line. No set, no set. Carrier and Reeves. Reeves is a complete beauty. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrier, no set. Like that, that's just a line of hard-nosed, hard-working players who can still, who still know how to put up a few points. Um, Petrangelo playing in a new city is going to be interesting, though. Can't wait. I can't wait to see how he how he plays uh, in Vegas. Um, and in that, that's goalie tandem in the division. A little, a little spoiler. Um, Robin Lehner and Mark Andre Fleury. I do think that could be. I do think that could be possible. One of the best goalie tandems in the league if they're both playing at uh, at their best ability. Mm-hmm. And that locker room might be interesting though, because every every player on Vegas, almost every player on Vegas, has been in some trade rumors. So I don't know how that affects the locker room. Let's get into some rankings. All right. So at eighth, I have LA. At eighth, I have LA. At seventh, I have Anaheim. At sixth, I got Arizona. Five is San Jose, but five and six could switch. Four, I got Minnesota. Three, St. Louis. Two, Vegas. And Colorado's winning division. You basically just got mine. So we got the exact same ranking set. Yeah, more or less. All right, so, so best forward core. All right, so best forward core, I got Colorado. I don't think that's very disputable. Best D core. This is possibly the simplest division to, in terms of that. And in the D core, I got Minnesota. I feel like that's pretty simple as well. But Vegas is a close second. And in goaltending, I got Vegas as well. Interesting. So I'm gonna start bottom up. Vague, I got Vegas for goaltending. Leonard yep. Larry, there's no no discussion even for a second. On for for the defense, I got Colorado. Okay, that that's yeah, that's interesting. I got I think Minnesota's just a tad better. They got I, more depth. I got Colorado. I got Colorado there, especially if a guy like Bowen Byron were to come in. I do think that they have the best decor in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then up top, Colorado, no way around it. Yeah, like exactly. McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog. Uh, like that's just the first one. Yeah. yeah, we've gone we've gone through that team. Like I I think they got one of the top scoring threats in the league. Mm-hmm. 
And if they were to improve on, if they were to improve on, on their goaltending, I think they would be the top team. We're going to finish off the season preview with the Scotia North Division. And in alphabetical order, the first team that comes is Calgary. So, Matthew, what are your thoughts on Calgary's offseason, their general team, and uh, how do you think uh, the forward core, decor, and goalie tandem will hold up? Honestly, with honestly, Brody, with Calgary, I really love what they did this offseason. Bringing in a true starting goalie in, yeah, in Jacob Markstrom, starting goalie, guaranteed uh, high high ranking starting goalie, borderline elite. Um, I like what they did with that. They lost Troy, they lost TJ Brody to Toronto, but they but they made up for it by bringing in a guy like Chris Tanev. I like what they did uh, up at four. They basically took they basically took half of the uh, the Vancouver Canucks, bringing in guys like Josh Leavitt. I like what they have right now. Their first line with or their first line with Kachuk, Lindholm, and Dylan Dubé. That is that is a beautiful line. It's a high scoring line, and uh, and I think they're gonna get some uh, some great offense out of that. I want I want to see a great breakout year from Kachuk. That guy is a complete water bug. He's a he, he score he scores he hits he fights when he needs to he gets under people's skins. He's the new Brad he's the new Brad Marchand. Uh, <laughs> other than that, other than that, Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monahan, they're well they're already well known well known commodities. They're stick and score. They can score. They can skate. They're great. They're they're great players. All great offensive players, but great players all around. I like uh, I like their bottom six scoring. I want to I want to see more from Milan Lucic. I know he's uh, the consensus is he's wa- he's a little uh, washed up. His contract's not he's not worth his contract. He's never going to be worth his contract. But he's a hard he's a hard nosed player, hard working, power forward. He'll hit. He'll 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 put his light. He'll put his heart out on. He'll wear his heart on his sleeve. He'll come out and he'll play every single game. Give 110 percent, and he will do. Uh, he will. He'll bleed for this game for his teammates. He'll. He'll do anything. On the back end, Mark Giordano. He's getting a little bit up there in age, but he's still. He's still a high caliber defenseman. I don't think he's that elite defenseman from a few years ago that won the Norris, but be that as it may, he's still a great defenseman. He's still. He's still capable of playing top line minutes. A guy like Noah Hannafin, uh, Chris Tanner, Rasmus Anderson, great set, like great secondary options. To play, to come in on the uh, to play top four, come in on the top on the top pair when needed. A guy like uh, Yusuf Valimaki, nice uh, nice bottom pairing defenseman. All right, so I want I want to kind of that was a perfect rant, but uh, Johnny Gaudreau, I'd love to see a bounce back season for him. Got him in fantasy, so hopefully that's worth the pick. But I don't know, Sean Monahan, I don't think he's that top line center that he was a couple years ago. So hopefully Elias Lindholm can kind of shine as a first line center. But yeah, like you said, Elias Lindholm. If you, uh, he should be able. He should be able to step up and and uh, contribute on that offensive role. Yeah. Um, also, I want to t- t- touch a little bit on the goaltending. You said Markstrom. I'd I'd, I'd consider him a, an elite goaltender after last season. Uh, if Pelluck wouldn't have played as well as he did, I think he Markstrom would have been the front runner for the Vesna. A team like Vancouver last season let up a lot of uh, rushes against, and and their def- their decor was pretty horrendous last season. So. Hopefully they can uh, Markstrom will play better in front of an arguably better defense core. Uh, Rasmus Anderson, it, we talked about him a little bit. Yeah, he's he is an offensive right-handed defenseman, which is also a rare commodity. But I mean, he's no TJ Brody. But going back to the goalies, David Riddich, big save, Dave. Um, he was a good starter last season, but I feel like he'll be an even better backup. Yeah, that yeah, you actually do bring up a good point as he, as he will not be relied upon for the bulk of the starts. When he uh, like when he is relied upon for a game for the games he's gonna play, which I do think I do think uh, in a 60, 62 game season like we mentioned before, um, it's gonna be a one a. It's I, I do think it's gonna be more of a platoon role as that is what the league is starting to go more towards. So I do see like a 
like a 40 42 30 split something like that with markstrom getting more, with markstrom getting more of the games but not a substantial amount I, like i i don't see i don't see a guy like markstrom getting into 75 percent of the games this season unless you got anything else down in calgary we should probably move on to edmonton yeah let's go on to Ed, the edmonton oilers Connor McDavid, all right david plus plus yeah um I love the Oilers coming into the season. I just don't think their defensive side of the game is quite there. McDavid and Dreisaitl, oh, they, might, they might be offensive powerhouses. They cannot play shit for defense. And neither can the 3C. They just signed Kyle Turris. I mean, Kyle Turris, he played really good in Ottawa in his prime, but he's not. He's kind of a bit washed up to be top six center. But he's, he's playing third line with Puyarvi and Ennis most likely. So, I don't know. I don't see that line producing a lot of defense. And I feel like that's where Edmonton's struggle is going to be this season. And their defense, their defense can't even. Most of their defense are actually offensive defensemen, so that'll be an interesting uh, situation there. But they have, unless they play Adam Larson top minutes, but right now, and as I'm listed as the third pairing defenseman behind Barry and Bear, but hey, who knows how much uh, ice time Larson's going to get? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, their top, their top guns, they can go, they can really go. Got again, McDavid, Drysital, Nuge, a guy like even Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, coming out, they they got the ability to score. Uh, I uh, I think guys like like Zach Cassian perfectly complement uh, McDavid or Nuge, being able to go in there and play that Zach Hyman esque role, bringing it back to the Leafs to get, uh, as a as that water bug that water bug winger that can go in there and get the um, they can go in there get the puck, send it up send it up to the top uh, to the shooters who can come in and just fire left right and center. But, but honestly, if you're on that if you're on that line, it's literally just get the puck to McDavid and just stand in awe as you see that absolute specimen generational talent come in there and just do what he does uh tyler ennis under undersized player who, who I, and, and i know who i know can go and make the um like score he, i know he can go out there and score i know he can go out there and be a complete nuisance on defense darnell nurse ethan bear like more of an offensive uh this is more yeah like you said like you mentioned more of an offensive or offensive style defensive core Guys like a guy like Tyson Berry after having a abysmal season with Toronto, and then on, yeah. and then on the the bottom set, uh, the bottom uh, pairing with Adam Larson and Caleb Jones. Adam Larson, that guy is, hasn't had a fall from grace ever since he left New Jersey. Ever since that one for one deal for uh, for Taylor Hall, which is that's basically sums up Peter Shire- Peter Shirelli's time with the um, with the team. It would be interesting to see how he do- how how he continues to play, and uh, I think he's. Yeah, he's not here right now because I think he's injured. But James Neal, even a guy like James Neal, I want to see him uh, continue to succeed. He had success in his first season, but in his first season with the Oilers, clicking at all cylinders. And one thing we forgot to mention about the decor: how are they going to get along with uh, without Oscar Kleffbaum? Well, here's the thing: Oscar Kleffbaum was kind of the staple of that decor. I think he was injured last season, but correct me if I'm wrong. But he's a very good defenseman, and he'll be very missed on that ice. Like he could take out a guy, like if he was healthy, he could take out a guy like Russell on that decor. That's pretty complete decor. If you got the top four of nurse bear, and then you have Clef bomb Barry, but I'm excited to see if a guy like Broberg or a guy like Bouchard can come make the play into the top four. Yeah. That's another guy. I forgot about Evan Bouchard. The, uh, I want to say eighth overall pick from a few years ago. We also didn't touch on goalies yet. So oh, that's I mean, one. Resigning Mike Smith was probably one of the worst moves that they made this offseason. The guy's abysmal. Uh, Miko Koskinen is a, an under – I wouldn't say – I think he's an average goalie, but he's not going to help the the Oilers because Oilers, they're going to have to outscore their team. It's as plain as that. If, if they don't 
they're gonna have they're gonna have to win games eight to six or five to four like they're not gonna be winning games like six one or like a two one game like it's it's just not gonna happen you don't have the defensive capabilities for that yeah that's one thing i have to give yeah like you mentioned with mike smith it's one the one uh negative thing i do have to say about uh, ken holland which he, he overall he has done a pretty good job since coming over from detroit um i think he I, he should he should not have give, uh, given mike smith that contract um Mike Smith, so he's a great guy. He's a great guy. I haven't met him personally. I've not met him personally, but everybody I've talked to says he's a great guy outside the ring. Um, but he's like, if we're being completely honest here, he's 39. I want to say this year. Um, he's getting a bit up there. Keep that. Keep him as a 1B option because let's be realistic with Hoskin in there. That's what it's going to be. It's a 1A 1B option or 1A 1B platoon. So mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I don't see him see this. I don't see that goalie tandem bringing them anywhere. I would love to see, like, it's just a matter of getting, uh, improve, improving where they need to improve uh, as a team. And I don't think they did that this summer. All right. So I think it's time to move on to the Montreal Canadiens. And a lot of people are kind of underestimating the Canadians, at least in my opinion. And I think they made some great moves. I mean, they definitely could have done other things with their money they had, but I think they made the most of what, what, uh, sorry, what Bergevin's did was he, he made some pretty good moves bringing in a guy like Tyler Toffoli, trading. I mean, the Domi trade wasn't that good, but it wasn't horrible either. Anderson, in his, in, uh, when he's not injured, he can put up 30. He can net 30 goals. And that's kind of what the Canadians need. They're kind of missing that goal scorer. Because if you look all throughout their roster, they really got no goal scorers. You got Nick Suzuki. Hopefully he can have an even better. Yeah, so it's just sophomore. Hopefully he doesn't go through that sophomore slump, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Also, they got in their decor, they got probably one of the strongest decors in this division. I mean, it's up, up, up for air between them, Calgary and Toronto. But I mean, Ben Sherrod, he played pretty, pretty bad in Winnipeg as that third pair. But he's kind of emerged on that top pair with, with Weber and, and with Weber. But you look at this lineup, and other than Romanov, these are all guys who can throw the weight around, and these are not the kind of guys you want to be playing in the playoffs. Like it's going to be a struggle to make it beat the Canadians in the playoffs because they can throw some bodies and, and a healthy Carey Price trading for Allen, a healthy carry price is also an, even scarier than those bodies coming at you. Okay, like ha- having a healthy carry price can literally, carry price when he's healthy and he's on his game, that can win you, that can win your games just like that. I do see him being able to bounce back, especially in a shortened season. But yeah, just from my perspective, look at the four core, I I hate, from, from Montreal's perspective, I hated that Jock Anderson for Max Domi deal. I think, I think Domi is far and away a better player than Josh Anderson and signing Josh Anderson to a seven-year contract, I want to say, at three and a half. Granted, the cap is going up. Uh, it, the cap uh, is going to be going up in the future, and they have they do have the cap piece to work with. And it doesn't. They have no huge extensions on the horizon. I think Philip Deneau is the next big extension, uh, the next extension they have to worry about next summer. Don't quote me on that. Or wait, did they sign Toffoli in a one-year? No, it was it was. I think it's somewhat long as well for Toffoli. Okay, so yeah, even to full, yeah, getting, getting back to the full, like you said, great addition to the team. I love what they did bringing in Kerry, uh, Corey Perry to play that bottom six role, that bottom six energy role, to piss, just to piss people off, pot a few goals himself. The one problem with that is if he uh, if he loses his temper, like he like uh, he did in the outdoor game and last year for Dallas, mm-hmm. um, when he had to when he had to go through that hilarious walk of shame. Walk of shame, yeah. <laughs> um, but if he if he's on his game and he's uh, and he's able to keep his emotions in check. I think they have a great player there. Yeah, bottom six. Bottom six looks looks uh, looks good. I want to see how I want to see how uh, Kakanyemi can improve. 
in, his, in this being his third or fourth season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he's 2017, so this will be if he's been playing. I know he got sent down to the AHL uh, mid last season, but uh, he played really well in the in the bubble. So I don't know. I'm looking to see how he can kind of emerge, maybe become if Suzuki and Karkinami play well, they're gonna try and move to Dino or just try and uh, have Suzuki and Karkinami as that one-two punch. And that I'm, I have to say that'll be a lethal one-two punch in a couple of years. Yeah, that would be great. On the defensive end, Shea Weber, Shea Weber. He's getting a little bit up there, but he's still got that great shot. He's still got that hockey IQ. He still, he still has, he still has that veteran leadership. Um, Joel Edmondson coming in from uh, St. Louis. I really don't like that contract. I, I want to say 3.95 on a long-term deal for a guy that's yeah. um, that ever, from what I've read has been a, has been a top six defenseman, putting him mm-hmm. in on that extent, on that uh, increased uh, capacity. I don't like that. Um, Mm-hmm. That, that acquisition Romanov I think Romanov coming from the KHL um, honestly I don't follow KHL hockey I couldn't tell you there's not much I could tell you Brody you could do but you you did a better job on that than I did since you're more of the prospect guy mm-hmm. and Kulak journeyman defenseman he's been around he's been around um, he plays the he fits the Canadian style of throwing around bodies exactly he's uh, just that stop gap in that uh, that six seven role speaking on the goaltending, Jake Allen, I want to see how he does in a, ba- uh, in a backup role behind Carey Price where he might only end up getting in 15 games in a, in a 62-game season. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the goalie coach said that he wants to go 1A, 1B. So they're going to either – it'll be like a 50-30. Or no, not even. No, sorry. It'll be like a 40-20 games played. All right, well, let's move on to the Ottawa Senators. And people are going to say that the Ottawa Senators should be making the playoffs this season, but – I don't think they improved quite enough to make it that far. I mean, Dadnoff, great signing for them. Uh, Tim Stutzel should be able to play very well in a top six role there. Derek Stepan, he might be he may be able to restart his career as a top line center in Ottawa. You also got a guy like Drake Batherson who might crack the lineup in the top nine. Uh, very good player. Uh, yeah, Artem Anisimov, Alex Yachanyak. You got a lot of you got a lot of these veteran pieces here mixed with this young team and. I'm really excited to see what they can do this season. And even on defense, you got Shabbat, you got Eric Brandstrom. Nikita Zaitsev plays well. He's not worth his contract, but he plays very well. And then in night, you got Matt Murray, who who is their X factor for sure. If he if he plays like he does in, in Pittsburgh last season, they're kind of screwed. But if he can play well, I, I mean, they could make a run for it. Uh, they've made a lot of additions this year. Most notably, the most notably being the drafting of Tim Stutzel third overall. Um, I see him coming in. I see him coming in just to, uh, filling a top six role right from the beginning. Uh, adding a guy like the Donov, uh, Galchenyuk, Paquette, uh, and Derek Stepan into a group uh, to add some extra, like a, more of a veteran leadership. To uh, I say veteran, Galchenyuk's like 28, but still, when you have a team of guys like Drake Matheson, Josh Norris, Colin White, Brady Kachuk, like these guys that have been around, that have been around, that have been on a few teams, they can help to. Um, to show these guys the ropes instead of instead of uh, relying on a guy like Connor Brown, uh, who's still young in his own right, as uh, to be the mentor for that forward group. On defense, Thomas Shabbat, he's going to be a stud defenseman. He's a great defenseman, but he, he's going to be even better in the future. Uh, Erica Branson, then he's a little bit not the best analytically, um, not the best for the eye test. I I don't understand that sign. I don't understand that signing other than just to fill. Uh, to fill seats, or sorry, to fill bodies in the roster, so you're not just letting the inmates run the asylum. Eric Brandstrom, I want to see how he does in his rookie season. If you were, if you were to make this team, 
uh, and in nets, you got Matt Murray and, Matt, and Marcus Hog, uh, Hogberg. I, th- I, th- I do think Murray will be played differently from his days in Pittsburgh, but I do not expect Lachman coming in front of that team. He's going to be, they're going to be letting a lot of shots on him. They're going to, they're not going to be the be- uh, the most defensively sound team. And I do think they are going to falter. And for that, that, and for that reason, I have Ottawa at the seventh spot in uh, the new North division. All right. You ready to move on to Toronto? Yes. With all, by all means, let's get into it. My hometown, my hometown boys, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they said goodbye to a, they said goodbye to a few of their uh, core pieces in Andreas Janssen and Kaspari Kapanen, as well as guys like Cody Ceci and Tyson Berry, while also bringing in veteran leadership in jo- and getting a lot tougher in Joe Thornton with uh, Wayne Simmons, Jimmy Vesey, who surprisingly is a pretty tough boss, a pretty tall guy. Um, and uh, Zach Bogosian. Zach Bogosian on defense, bringing in uh, TJ Brody on defense. And also coming in from Europe, Alexander Barabanov and uh, Miko Lettinen, which I'm going to get into Lettinen in a second because there are a few things I got to say on, uh, about this guy. But from a forward court, you got your core four up top with Austin Tavares, Marner, and Nylander. And and now with and then with your secondary options with with a Hyman, a Kerfoot, a McKayev, with, um, you know you know you're going to get energy in the energy in the bottom that can that can put up a few points. And you got your studs up top, Joe Thornton playing. Uh, First line with Matthews and Marner, and I honestly like the idea, though he's getting a little bit slower. Sheldon Keith doesn't play that that fast of a system. It's more possession-based, which is Thornton's wheelhouse, where he can go in and he can use that amazing he can use that amazing set of hands and that pat. Uh, he can use that amazing passing ability of his to feed the puck over to a guy like Austin or a guy like Marner who's looking to shoot more this season, and even mm-hmm. a guy like Jimmy Vc getting, uh, getting reunited with his Harvard teammates in um, Alex Kerfoot. I like I. Though right now they have him playing uh, with Tavares and Nylander, I like the idea of having um, having that old chemistry, seeing if you can get that old chemistry uh, back again. Um, last year he played, VC played for Buffalo. He didn't have the best season. Nylander, I'm looking for a big performance from him. Um, he's been he's been good, but I want to see I want to see him excel because he's shown he's shown flashes. He his biggest problem is he needs to be more he needs to be more responsible in the defensive end, not just showing not just showing all that flash in the offensive end that he's been most well-known for. And uh, actually, I'll get into my overall look at the team afterwards. Uh, Barabanov coming from uh, from Russia, and then Wayne Simmons, Toronto-born, Toronto-raised, coming in uh, on a one-year, $1.5 million contract to play for his hometown team to try and add some um, some toughness and grit and some defensive uh, some defensive options. I like I liked that signing a lot. At $1.5 million, it's, it's not a lot of money. You get a, big, a good bang for your buck. On the defensive end, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody. TJ Brody's Morgan Riley's best defensive partner in the past since he, since he's joined the NHL. Not have, uh, and I think now, and I think that will also help to improve Morgan Riley's game, put him up to that next level, to and get him back to that, uh, get him up to that Norris caliber defenseman, which Toronto has been hoping he would be. Bottom four: Jake Muzzin, Justin Hall. That shutdown, that shutdown pair, defense can play more defensive. You got a guy who like Justin Hall who's willing, who is willing to come up and play uh, and skate the puck more often as more of a two-way defenseman. He's coming into a three-year, uh, three-year, two-year, uh, two million per year contract. He's got to play. He's got to play better than he played last year, so he can, so he won't turn into a pariah on that team and get known and, and get alienated as the guy that's making way too much money. Um, third pair, which is basically like a three-man, or a four-man uh, between uh, Nico Lettinen, Zach Bogosian, Saint Rasmus Sandin, and Travis Dermott. 
Zach Bogosian, more of a defensive giant who, who will hit, who will fight, more of an old school, an old style defenseman. Uh, he's going to come in. He's not going to be playing every game, but I do. Uh, but he's going to provide that leadership role while um, playing, uh, while being a more of a defensive defenseman and being able to be in that shutdown role, uh, being able to move up to that top four role if need be. And then on the goaltending perspective, the goaltending side of things, Freddie Anderson, shortened season. He's never had, he's never had to deal with, he's never had to split the starts that, uh, that much in his time in Toronto. He's, he's always taken at least 75% of the games. And I think a guy like Jack Campbell, who came in last season, midway through the year from LA, will be able to provide that secondary option. No, I'm not, it's not going to be a 1A, 1B. Freddie's going to be the far and away starter and, uh, but still, he won't, he won't be relied on upon as much as last year. Brody, you got anything? All right, I couldn't want to say Barry Bonov. Last season uh, in the KHL, he had in 43 games played, he had 20 points, 11 goals, 9 assists. So not bad numbers. He was a minus 5, though. Uh, going to Nick Robertson, I don't think he'll make this team out of camp. He skipped the World Juniors to come try out for this team, but currently listed on Cap Friendly with the depth charts, their lines, as, as you said before, it's Thornton, Matthews, Marner. I think that's an interesting choice, but... And then with the second line, you got VC, Tavares, and Will Nye. I mean, that's a good line. I think they can probably put up a couple points. Uh, the third line, that's just like a get-in-your-face kind of line. Like, that's going to be a hard line to play against. Like, they got the grit. They got the they got the speed. They got everything on that line. In the taxi squad, I think currently it's Anderson, Patan, and Adam Brooks. And then on D, you got Sandy and Marinson. And then goalie is Dell. So, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Travis Dermott gets moved at the deadline because he's kind of the odd man out. But and also, um, you mentioned a guy like Nick Patan uh, for the taxi squad. It actually came out a couple days ago that uh, we placed Nick Patan on waivers. I do not know if that means he is going to be going down to the AHL guaranteed or if he's going to be on that taxi squad. I, I don't have, have, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been honestly, I've not been looking into the taxi squad rules that much, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm gonna, I do see, I do see, um, Robertson making his team at the very least as a 13th forward, but he's going to end up getting in some games because I do not see a guy like Joel Thornton playing every game. Mm-hmm. So it's a shortened season. I do not see him playing every game, especially when you're going to be playing back-to-back-to-back a few, a few times. Yeah, all right. Well, that, that's like 15 minutes there on uh, Toronto. Let's move on to Vancouver here. I, I, I'm actually very excited for this Canucks team. Well, on the podcast, we've t- talked to a couple of Canucks analysts, uh, Brendan Bachelor of Sportsnet and Jeff Patterson of TSN, respectively. I'm really looking forward to this team. I don't think they'll finish very high, but it's a good team. You got JT Miller and PD playing with Besser. I don't think Besser will be playing that first line because last year, Pearson, Horvat, and Besser had some really good chemistry going. So I'd be excited to see if a guy like a Niels Hoglander can play the first line minutes with Miller and Peterson. I feel like he'd do very well there. And then you look at the bottom six, you got a guy like Adam Gaudet playing third or fourth line. Like that's a really good centerman. Tyler Mott, Jake Fratan, and Antoine Roussel, Zach McEwen. And then on the decor, I think they got a bit, I think they got a bit worse losing Stetcher and Tanev and only bringing in a guy like Nate Schmidt. But Nate Schmidt is kind of that offensive defenseman, kind of like a hoping to see like a Quinn Hughes, Nate Schmidt tandem, and then Edler playing with a J- Jalen Chatfield, a Brogan Rafferty, or Tyler Myers. Brogan Rafferty, Austin Sautner, Jack Rathbone. And then you also got Ulevi and Tyler Myers. I mean, Tyler Myers, that's a ridiculous contract. It's either six by five or five by six, but it's ridiculous. Uh, I think it's five years, six million a year. And you're also okay. forgetting about a guy like Travis Hammond who they just signed. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they tra- signed him to a PTO, so he's not guaranteed a spot currently, but I, gonna I think he's going to get a spot. He's going to get a spot. Yeah, I feel like he'll take this 
spot of a guy like uh, Jalen Chatfield, Brogan Rafferty, one of those guys who would have played the second pair. So he'd be playing with either Quinn Hughes or Alex Edler, which I feel like that's a great fit for him. But yeah, got Hopi Demko tandem, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not too excited on that tandem because Demko. We got a very small sample size out of Demko. I don't know. He plays a great game, but I, that's too small a sample size for me. I'm, I'm going to need to see what he does. Uh, if there was a preseason, that'd be very nice to see how a preseason would go. But you know, we don't always get what we want. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like that tandem will do very well. Uh, Hopi will have to carry the tandem if Demko doesn't perform. But if Demko does perform, I feel like that's the, that's kind of the X factor. And for most teams, their goaltending is the X, the X factor. So, but for now, but for this season, I do like that tandem of Demko and Hopi because Hopi's been around. He's won a cup. He's won an Olympic gold or two. He's won. He's won some awards nationally, some tournaments nationally. I do think he. I do think he's the like a good guy to show the ropes to a guy like Demko who's coming, who's an up and comer in this league and a future stud. Um, in terms of their um, like their team, like their skaters in general, um, I don't have that much to say about it that you haven't said it already. Uh, Besser, Besser's a great score. P- Besser and Pedersen, great scores. Bo Horvat, all round, all round player, captain, le- has a has the leadership uh, ability, capability. Um, there's not much I can say about it. Um, I I am honestly shocked that they didn't go out and get didn't find a true replacement for uh, a guy like Tyler Toffoli. Like I'm surprised they didn't go out and pick up somebody. But saying that they also didn't have a cap space to go after somebody since. Uh, a lot of their cap is uh, tied up. Is tied up into contracts like the Antoine Roussel contract, the Jade Beagle contract, the Louis Erickson contract, Tyler Myers. Ben Berchi, yeah. All right, I'm ready to move on to Winnipeg because I got a big rant coming here. So, if you're ready to move on to Winnipeg, unless you got anything else to add to Vancouver. All right, well. Not that exciting. Not that exciting of a team. Put it simply, not that exciting of a team. All right, so with Winnipeg, they made some great moves this offseason, at least in my opinion. Acquiring Paul Stastny was probably the best thing that Chevaldeyev's done in a while. Uh, they really gelled up together, Line A and Stastny and Ehlers. But in camp currently, Stastny and Ehlers and Line A is not the line that's playing together. It's currently Patrick Line, Stastny, and Kyle Connors a second line. And that can be a first line on most teams, don't get me wrong. But I feel like it's a really good line. Uh, the Ehlers Shifley Wheeler line, Ehlers kind of provides that the defensive capabilities that he's not the best defensively, but he's a lot better than a guy like Kyle Connor. Um, we're looking forward to see what Ehlers can do this season. Uh, and even if you look at the third line, Adam Kopp, Lowry, and Mason Appleton, I feel like a guy like Perot will take Appleton's spot there. But that is that is a very good line. They can play they can play very well in the defensive zone. Lowry can win over fifty percent of his faceoffs. Like that's a really good guy that you want on your third line. Then on the fourth line, you got uh, Appleton or Perot, and then Nate Thompson. And I'd probably put a guy like Jansen Harkins in there who played really well last season. Kristen Veselina, I'd love to see how his game would translate to the NHL. He played very well in AHL, so. I mean, that's not – the forward core is very strong, but their weakness really lies at, at the defensive spot where you've got Morrissey and Pullman as your top pair. But currently in camp, Morrissey is playing with Sammy Niku on the top pair, and that top pair of Morrissey and Niku, Niku could be really well if Morrissey can bounce back. And then you've got – but I'm surprised. I would have expected them to play Morrissey and DeMello together because they played very well together last season. So second pair, you've got a Derek Forbert who can throw around the body, which is what they were really missing last season in the qualifiers. They were not tough enough. Big Buff was really missed. He could just throw around bodies. And in the 2018 Stanley Cup Finals, he just grabs two Vegas players by the hands and just pulls them out. And then on the third pair, Nathan Beaulieu and probably – it'll probably be Sam Iniku or Vili Hainala, who's going to come from the World Juniors. I'm really excited to see if he can even make, like, a the taxi squad team or a team like that. But we're really looking forward for that decor. Definitely not as good as it was in 2018. 
but it's definitely not as bad as it was last year. And then in that, you know what you're getting with Connor Hellebuck. Uh, he is a very on and off goalie. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has a bit of a down year this season. Cause if you look at his stats, he goes every other year. He has a really good year. So he could, that's kind of their X factor, which their goaltending is hundred percent their X factor. And they got a lot of uh, the team's getting younger, which I really like to see. I'd love to see how, uh, Maybe a Cole Perfetti could slide into a couple games this season, but you don't want to burn his first year of his ELC. I'm really excited to see how they do this season. So unless you have anything else to add, I'd be I'd be ready to go through their rankings for this Canadian division in the Scotia North. Yeah, I really don't have that much to go. Uh, and I really don't have anything to talk about with the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I like the addition of Paul Stastny, veteran, veteran presence. Um, you, you found some success with him in the, in the past, and I'm curious to see how he does this season. Uh, and another thing I want to see – how this team were to play without um, Brian Little, like freak in, freak injury last year. I, I wish him all the best in a speedy recovery, but I'm curious how um, how his absence will affect the team. All right, so you ready to do the rankings? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll get right. I'll get right into. My, gotta grab the uh, the old notepad. Um, for myself, like I mentioned, I got Ottawa seventh. No, mm-hmm. not much. Just not much to discuss with that. They don't. They're they're the worst team in Canada. In Canada. And I feel like they're going to be for the next couple of years. Uh, number six, I got Vancouver. They lost a lot of talent to to like to free agency, most mostly to uh, Calgary. I don't see them doing anything. Um, number five, I got Montreal. I like their I like the additions that they made, but I do not have that much faith in that uh, in that bottom six and in their defensive uh, capabilities. Like a guy like Joel Edmondson, I don't have that much faith in. And honestly, like for for as good as Carey Price is. I don't know if this is the right team to um, to bring him back up to his Vesna caliber uh, Vesna caliber uh, days. I I hope I'm wrong because then because he's he's been Canada's top goalie for years, and also a guy like Jake Allen. I do not know how he's gonna end up on the back uh, being the backup. And for that reason, like for that reason, I have them at fifth, fourth. I have Edmonton. Their bottom six is awful, but you can't like McDavid and Drysaddle. They can win you games, plain and simple. They can, mm-hmm. they can win you games. Number three, I got the Winnipeg Jets. Like I like their team. I think their defense still needs um, needs to be fixed, but I, I it's still it's still serviceable. Their top six is I, I like their top six. The bottom six is defensive. It can work. You can use a little bit of work, but whatever. And also Connor Hellebuck, if he can have if he can go back on that best trophy um, caliber from the last year, I think they got a great they got a good chance. Number two, I got Calgary. I like the additions that they made this offseason. And Mark, I feel like Markstrom is a is legit elite goalie that they need to bring them into to put them over the edge. And number one, goes without question, my boys and te- my boys in blue, Sean Maple Leafs. I love the additions that they made. Uh, though we said we had to say goodbye to a few beloved pieces. I think I think this is this could be one of the best teams that they've iced in the past ten years. And honestly, it's this it's this year or nothing. Like in terms of in terms of cup aspirations. With this, with this um, makeup of the season, I, I, this is their best chance to win a cup. All right, and my rankings go pretty similar to that. Seventh, I got Ottawa. At six, Vancouver Canucks. They lost too much, but I'd, I'd be interested to see if Niels Hoglander can play really well. I feel like that kind of is the difference maker, and they could probably leapfrog two teams, three teams maybe. And then at number five, I got the Oilers, just for the pure reason that they, they're not very good defensively. Four, I got the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, people are going to say I'm biased for that, but I mean, Connor Hellebuck, you got that great forward core. If the D can, core can hold up, I mean, you're you're set. At three, I got Montreal. Not really as much else to say. Two, I got Calgary. And one, I got Toronto. 
and in terms of right. a, uh, and in terms of an individual or uh, like a position based rankings, what do you have? Okay, for best goalie tandem, I got Montreal. The Price Allen tandem is pretty, pretty much. I don't think there's any tandem in the league other than Vegas that I would say is better than them. Their tandem. Simple Vegas. Yeah, uh, Calgary. I, I had Montreal originally the best decor, but I'm gonna go with Calgary now. And then the best forward core, I got Toronto. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Interesting. Uh, yeah, best goal, best goalie tandem. I have, I have Montreal. Um, Price and Allen, like uh, Allen, could be a serviceable, like a very serviceable backup. Uh, in terms of Winnipeg, Winnipeg's got the, has got the better, the better goalie at this moment. On defense, I got Toronto. Okay, and that's interesting. That's, yeah, so I got and on defense. I got Toronto because, like, I like I, I their decor has been shaky for a long time. They overhauled, they completely overhauled it, adding in Lettinen. Adding adding Latin Bogosian Brody and the and sent with Sandine coming into a sophomore season, it's gonna be interesting. Like I I like where they're at. I like where they're at in terms of a, from a defensive standpoint, and um, which leads me to my next thing for the forward group. I got Toronto, elite scores all throw uh, throughout the top six. If you really want to spread like if you really want to spread that out, you can have you could have a complete like elite sniper on all four lines. Yeah. All right. I think that's a perfect place to end it here. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broid Talks Hockey Podcast. Stay tuned for the episode on January 18th with Spiros Anastas. This will probably be the longest show of the year. I think we're I think we're pushing three and a half hours here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys listen to this entire to the entire show, God bless. Uh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure doing it, like going in depth on every single team. Though we're not the most like we're not knowledgeable with every like we're not in depth knowledgeable expert like experts with every single team which you can't be. There's 31 teams, soon to be 32. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was a lot of fun just getting into it. With, um, just, yeah, it was a lot of fun just getting into it and going over every single team or giving our two cents. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys all soon. Have a great, uh, have a great week.